As we have continued on this journey of dealing with this global crisis that we have all been experiencing, I have found myself and have had numerous conversations with other people regarding the fears and concerns about how we move forward collectively. I guess you'd call this in the socials or the public sphere. What, uh, you know, what exactly is going to happen? What are things going to look like? How safe will it be? How dangerous will it be? There's a lot of questions and a lot of unknown, and I'm certainly not here to talk about any of that, as that is not really my, uh, my area of expertise. Not that what I'm talking about is either, but ultimately this is just about one person's experience in trying to cope more mindfully and more effectively with all of this uncertainty about moving forward with life. And I guess really people can, you know, I would imagine people look at this in different ways, but what I have found there has been a definite commonality in most of the conversations that I've had with a lot of people in that, you know, even though people, some people I've spoken with are very at peace in their lives and they are doing, you know, whatever inner work that they're doing or outer work or whatever the case may be, that uh, that there is a little bit of this worry and fear and anxiety about what the new world is going to look like or whatever someone wants to call it. You know, living in the new paradigm, the new world, whatever it may be. And I guess what I had, I guess most importantly, what I would like to uh, to share about that is that I am certainly not immune to that. I do want to make a make the point that practicing mindfulness meditative, you know, any meditative practices that we regularly undergo and sustain are not going to make us immune to these worries and these fears and sort of the, uh, the disquieting nature of sitting with things where we don't really know what the future is going to look like. And I don't, you know, I guess it, it's helped me a lot to remember that I never have really known what the future is going to look like. That has certainly been something that I have allowed myself to remember as I have lived the last week or two where there is more talk about things somewhat getting back to normal. And what I've found for myself is that mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have been incredibly beneficial and I would even refer to them for me as critical during this time because what I have found is that when I catch myself in the act of, not to say that I'm beating myself up or judging myself, I'm, I'm saying that really in a lighthearted way. When I find myself witnessing these thoughts that I'm having and speculations about what things are going to look like, how dangerous or how safe is it going to be, what am I going to do when it comes right down to it, what, you know, what choices am I going to make, and what I find is the more that I get invested in this and just in these repetitive looping thoughts and speculations and then then I have internal reactions when the things that I'm thinking about in terms of what things are going to look like and how how much or how little I'm going to participate in this new world uh, being out and around what you know around people when we still are dealing with the threat of something that is that is certainly very very real And what has been best, what I have found, is that just continuing to practice and 
practicing ultimately what I'm really practicing, and I know I've said this many times before, is just paying attention to my own thoughts. What is my self-talk like? And I've, I've really found that it, it seems very simple on the surface. It is certainly not easy to do it. And I have really taken advantage of the practice in, in its ability to allow me it's, it basically is a constant reminder. If I catch myself in the act of thinking speculative thoughts or thinking fearful thoughts about what's going to happen or thinking the worst or thinking thoughts that make me feel worse about my life and, and, and my safety as a human being and, and then feeling very disempowered and not being able to really decide what's best for myself, then I can catch myself having those thoughts and then I can return back here I've heard this, these term, you know, these, the term for this is, is very different depending on who you talk to. Some people will talk to, you know, refer to this as coming back to our center, coming back to our true self, returning, you know, it's really just all a form of returning back here to the present moment. And it's not a magical escape, that's for certain. It's not going to guarantee that I'm immediately going to feel better. It's not a silver bullet, so to speak. But I know that if I'm going to be calm, more calm, if I'm going to be peaceful, if I'm going to have some joy in my life, I know for sure, this this much I do know, that I have to, I, it, I have to be here. One of my teachers recently said to me, being here is the whole point. I mean, that's really, and, and, and I love how he said that, because that really is, and I, and I realize that everyone has their opinion on this, but I know for me, I made that decision a long time ago that the whole point of life ultimately is to be here where it's in the middle of it, right where it's all happening. And it's whether I like it or not, whether it's what I want it to be or not, whether it's going according to my plans or not, I still want to be here. And that's, and because I know that's, this, you know, this is the only place I can really cope. I can't, I can't cope effectively off in my own head, living in some reality that isn't even existing right now. If I'm off in my own head, Imagining the worst, thinking about what this new world of the you know the future is going to look like, how dangerous it may be, or you know, you know, hoping that it will be safer than I think. All of these things are just thoughts, and the more that I am wrapped up in them, the more that I'm identifying as this person who's fearful, this person who is standing here in this uncertainty and not knowing, you're feeling paralyzed and not knowing how to move forward. When I return back here, the deep inner wisdom that, that, that I already have, that I already ultimately am, all of us are, have this and are this, uh, and it's, that, this isn't up to me, this isn't my opinion, this is just what I have learned in my own experiences in teaching people these, these practices and being with people who are doing these practices and, and hearing about people's journeys, that being right here, no matter how difficult it can be sometimes, I've got a much better chance of coping if I'm actually here where it's happening. And so what I found is that, yes, I do admit it's, you know, it's, I think it's very human. I think it's very natural for human beings to, you know, facing something like this or something similar to this to find themselves suddenly just immersed in thoughts about what it's, you know, how dangerous it's going to be in the future. When is this ever going to end? When can I ever get back to normal? When can I live my life the way I used to? And I don't have any answers for any of this. That is, you know, and I, and I don't think anybody's expecting any. 
Um, and that's actually probably now that I'm thinking about it, that's actually the most important thing about this is how can I cope mindfully when I have no answers about the future? When I have, I have no idea what the future is going to hold. I would certainly like to believe that it's going to be okay. I would certainly like to believe that everything is going to be fine. Uh, I think, you know, for right now, I think it's just a matter of coping with where I find myself right now. This is just for me. I can't say this for anyone else. But I know that I have really had to pay attention this past week. If I think about what my week has really been like, I have found myself at different times getting really carried away with trying to figure out somehow. And I think it's a very natural human tendency to try to figure out what it, you know, what is my life going to look like? You know, what is it going to be like when I go back out in the world and go to visit clients and I go out in the world and want to go do something out in the world? When will that be? What's it going to be like? What will I have to worry about? And, you know, what will be okay? What won't be okay? And the sad part is, is that every minute that I spend doing that off somewhere else in my own head, thinking about these things, speculating, imagining a future that isn't even here yet, I'm missing out on all the good stuff that's right here. And I, and I definitely want to focus on that. Even as scary as, and as tenuous as things are, as much as life has changed and it has changed. And in my own personal experience, there are all kinds of fears and concerns. There are health concerns. As somebody who has some pre-existing conditions, uh, their economic concerns as someone who has had their business completely decimated and has had to shut the doors on it for now, not knowing if they'll ever reopen again or not. And, and, I, and I'm not necessarily wanting to get lost in the story of what this feels like because that's not really what's important here. What I'm really focusing on is that, like all other people, I have my concerns as well. And the benefit of this practice has been that I can... I've actually found joy during this time, even amidst all of these insecurities and fears and loss, and there's certainly been loss. I realize this is, you know, economic loss is certainly nothing like losing my life or losing a loved one, but these are all things that that a lot of us are dealing with right now in different ways. And I know that this practice has really been what has allowed me to hold it together. And I've had my moments, admittedly, but at the same time, though, I know that I, ha- I, am, I have to remind myself that and the practice really helps with this. I'm really practicing being empowered. I'm essentially practicing being able to cope. And I'm not faking it until I make it. This isn't really about a, you know, this isn't about motivation. Not that there's anything wrong with motivation or self-improvement, but that's not really what this, the focus of this is. This is, to me, this is a way of, of being human of practicing being more fully human, of living in a situation where I I do make the choices about whether I'm going to have joy, whether I'm going to have any meaning in this life in spite of what is going on. And I know for me that I have never been able to do these things and, and sustain these kinds of things without the benefit of this practice. And I know that it can take many forms. I don't think there's any one certain way but I think the most important thing is, is there's really just two aspects of this that I have found that have been the most critical and the most helpful, and that is the meditative component of this to calm the mind, to still the mind, to allow it to pay attention to something else. And I think this is just really, you know, this is just how the brain works. This is the ultimately 
the neurobiology of this, that the brain, when, you know, it can't focus on too many things at one time. So if I'm paying attention to my breathing or some sort of repetitive motion, uh, whether it's Tai Chi or yoga or running or walking or whatever it is, that that it's really a it's really can be some a way of getting in a flow state and I have availed myself of some of those things not all of them but I'm basically it's just a matter of finding what works and I know that paying attention to my thoughts and you know looking at them looking at them whether it feels good or not and sometimes the thoughts that I'm thinking don't feel good they're not making me feel good physically the mind body connection is definitely being compromised because I am thinking things that are causing me to have uh, biological reactions that definitely don't feel good and it's you know it's it's worry it's fear it's stress it's anxiety it's uh, you know feeling depressed uh, lacking energy it can be a lot of these different things I know that the only way that I can really change the game for my for myself is to continue to pay attention to these things and just and just witness them and realize that I am not my thoughts I realize there again that's up to everyone to determine whether they believe that or not and I know for me I found that out through direct experience I'm ultimately not what I'm thinking whatever it is I'm thinking about what I'm feeling is not me it's just it's my mind doing what it does and it's allowed me to tap into something much bigger than me much greater than me in terms of just being aware that you know what is what actually is aware is much bigger than me as a human being and I know that everyone has their own take on that. And I'm certainly not here to, uh, to get into any of that or to discuss that. But it does allow some expansiveness, some expansion in our consciousness. It allows me to be aware of things. If, I, if, I am, if I'm to the point where I'm not so wrapped up in my thinking, I can hear the birds chirping outside. I can see things and see the flowers and, and see the, you know, the clouds in the sky just as an example and just to be able to realize that there is more to this than what I than my thoughts there's way more to this life than what I'm thinking and there there again that was up to me to discover and it's up to every person to discover that for themselves or not or find that that's not the case but I know for me that in in making the investment of the energy in this practice has ultimately what has allowed me to be able to continue to cope even during times like this during times of loss and fear and uncertainty and facing a, a future that I don't think any of us really know necessarily what is going to, uh, what's going to happen. And I, I think I can just mindfully put one foot in front of the other and cope and be here and do the best work I can do and try to be the best human being that I can be. And so very thankful for this practice that has enabled me to, to be that and to do that.